This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Podcast, your source for stateside views on Everton Football Club, hosted by Alex Johnson and James Boyman. Hello there, everybody out there listening today. Welcome back to the American Toffee Podcast. As usual, my name is James, joined by my co-host, Alex. Salutations. We hope you are all remaining safe and healthy during these Ridiculous, wild, unprecedented times. We're here to talk the toffees today. We've got some interesting things on the agenda. We'll lead off with talking about uh, the Fans Forum International Survey really briefly, uh, talking about a potential new shirt sponsor for the Blues next season as they look to replace Sport Pesa, and finish up by kind of recapping and some discussion around the announcement from the Premier League on Friday that they do intend to go ahead with trying to finish the 2018 or 2019 2020 season as desperate an attempt as it may seem first off alex how are you holding up this is week what seven we're going on week eight of quarantine that's honestly news to me i have no idea uh what day or what week it is most of the time uh but i'm i'm good man nothing really changed just working from home making it happen uh life is definitely more boring without sports but here we are to get our our slight fix how about yourself Doing all right. I got a haircut today. Uh, Barbershops and salons reopened in Maine uh, yesterday, May 1st. I feel like a new man, if I'm being honest with you. I feel like I could probably conquer the world right now with a new haircut because it was getting pretty grim. And I know you. I hadn't had a haircut since before, probably three or four days since before we left to go overseas. And so my situation Same. was getting pretty dire. And yours must I'm, still I'm be. I'm there right now, man. Yeah. I'm there. You're right in the thick of the the bad hair season. Yikes! Well, I hope you get out soon. But let's talk. Let's talk more relevant stuff to our to our audience. First things first. So I had a really good conversation with Tony Sampson, uh, friend of the show, very good friend of the show. The other day, the fans forum, which he is now an elected member of, is rolling out a survey for international fans to voice their opinions, thoughts, concerns, needs as an international fan of a club that's in England. And they're looking to get as much feedback as possible so that they can best cater to the international fan base. Because we know Everton have tried over recent years, maybe not to the to the most effective means or, or ways, to build their international fan base, build their international brand. And this group that is now newly elected to the Fans Forum with, for the first time, international representation have shown that they are really willing and really want to get the ball rolling on connecting and engaging as much of the international fan base as possible and continuing to grow. So this this survey that they've rolled out is, is probably takes about five to 10 minutes, maybe a little bit more if you want to be extra, extra thorough with your responses, which I encourage you to do. But for me, this is something Tony mentioned to me a few weeks ago. It's really exciting that the club and the fans forum specifically have recognized that there is a, there is a significant audience abroad and that the concerns that that group has may be slightly different to those that that live in Merseyside or even in England itself. So, Alex, what are your what are your thoughts on the survey? 
I mean, obviously it's fantastic, right? Like it's something, this is the type of thing that we've been griping about and wanting for, you know, the last couple of years, even just with the show, we've mentioned it numerous times. It's super nice to have um, Tony as a representative on the fans forum. And it's nice that uh, we, we've spoken, we've met and spoken to um, a lot of the newly elected members of the fans forum as of a couple months ago, right? Especially during our trip. And everyone seems really focused and passionate about, you know, giving a voice um, to international fans like ourselves. And so it's a huge positive for us. I know that you and I have both already um, completed the survey. So hopefully everyone listening will do so as well, because I mean, they are an official conglomerate of the club. So there is no other better way to have your voice heard by Everton football club than to do this survey. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. And as you said, Alex, this is something that we've been wanting for a really long time. And, and what's important about this group in the conversations that we've had is that in previous years, maybe the fans forum hasn't had the greatest reputation, but this group that's coming in now of newly elected people, especially the international representation between Joe O'Reilly, who is an amazing guy. We met him in Dublin. He showed us around. He is going to be heading up the outreach and contacts for um, the global inter- the global fan bases outside of the U.S., so all over Europe, Asia, Australia, what have you. And Tony is going to be the point of contact for the groups within the U.S. And they're really focused on delivering results. So again, like Alex said, this is the best opportunity you're going to have to voice your opinions directly to the fans forum, which will then present those directly to the club and look to deliver on some of those wants and needs. So you can find the link to the survey. It is in our Discord server, as well as we'll probably throw it in the description. Um, they're trying not to put it on Twitter or anything like that so that a certain other fan base doesn't hijack it and sabotage it. So, But but do take it as a blue. It's really important. And we'll actually have Tony on next week to talk about it in a bit more detail and maybe go into more specifics about some of the objectives and, and initiatives that they're already starting to work on. It's a very exciting time to be a blue abroad. With yes. Said, and, you know, oh, just, just one more point I want to make about the survey, right? So just to be clear, in situations like these, I mean, um, folks like Joe and Tony, personally, they have nothing to gain from putting in a lot of this effort in, A, just the fans forum in general, but B, trying to create a survey, trying to genuinely understand what fans across the world want and help us get what we want. And so, you know, it doesn't take but two, three minutes to fill out the survey. And I know that they would all really appreciate it. And again, they're they're only doing it for all of us, not themselves. And so um, hopefully they can see the the level of support that they're looking for. And we can get a lot of good responses so that we can start instituting some change and a lot of um, maybe positive things for international fans moving forward. Absolutely. Nail on the head. With that said, let's get into shirt sponsorship stuff, Alex. This is one of the most maybe bizarre headlines that we've come across in the time we've done the podcast. I don't know if you totally agree with that, but the headline is a CBD company owned partially owned by Mike Tyson. If you don't know who he is, I, I know there's no hope for you called Swiss X are apparently in active negotiations with Everton to sponsor the shirt next season. This is really interesting because there's been a lot of conversation around with the, since we've binned off sport Pesa, what we're going to do as far as, you know, we want to have a reputable sponsor. We want to have a good looking logo and there's a lot of different um, concerns that are kind of almost at odds with each other, right? Like 
you know, you, you may get a really cool looking logo, but maybe not the mo most ethical sponsor. This is one of the leading CBD uh, product companies in the world right now. They've, they count none other than Snoop Dogg among their clientele. So I think that gives them uh, an air of credibility, I guess, in some <laughs> sense. In the space. Yes, itself. in the space, for sure. And and just when I saw that Snoop Dogg was like loosely affiliated with them, I'm just picturing Snoop Dogg like walking out to go in the middle of Goodison Park to like <laughs> rapturous applause. And so just next, y'all. <laughs> the, the mental image of that is just too beautiful to ignore. Um, but so so the CEO is actually coincidentally um, an Evertonian. Uh, he's actually, so the CEO is a guy named Alki David. He's a Greek billionaire. And the quote from him in this article from Insider who broke the story is, when I first came to England, everyone was supporting Man, Man United and Liverpool. Everyone was red. Being contrary, I liked blue. I liked the logo. So randomly, I selected Everton to support. So everything's kind of come full circle for him. Whether this will actually come off, I don't know. But Alex, face value, what do you make of this this story, this negotiation, this possibility of having Swiss X as on the front of the blue shirt next season. Okay, so when I first saw it, as I woke up this morning, I thought it was a meme. Like, I thought it was a joke, only because, um, and I'm not sure if you know what I'm talking about, but on Adult Swim, there's this show called Mike Tyson Mysteries, and it is mind-numbingly stupid, and I've watched a couple episodes being in quarantine. And so then to see Everton and Mike Tyson in the same tweet, in the same headline this morning was was just straight up odd to me. Um, now, in terms of the company itself, right, SwissX, um, I don't have any quarrels with it. So just to be clear, right, a lot of people don't, you know, I saw some tweets, right? Oh, first we had alcohol, then we had a betting company. Now we have drugs, right? Just to be clear, um, in terms of morals, right? Like CBD is a chemical inside the plant itself and is completely separate from the chemical called THC that gets you high, right? So CBD does not get you high. In my opinion, there shouldn't be a whole lot of moral issue with it, to be honest. You're literally talking about a chemical inside a plant that doesn't have any psychoactive effects. Um, it's, it's used mainly for medicinal purposes, right? So from, from a moral standpoint, I feel like there shouldn't be any issue um, I, I don't know a whole lot about the company in terms of like financials or, or how big they really are, right? Like they claim to be one of the biggest or the biggest CBD brand in the world. Um, nonetheless, I mean, I think that it, it's obviously, it's obviously very credible because the CEO is telling, you know, a publication that he's in advanced talks with Everton about it. Um, it was obviously always going to be a toss up because we know that we, you know, agreed mutually to end the. Um, agreement we had with Sport Pesa early a couple of months ago. So uh, all I care about really is is a as long as it's like not a terribly morally corrupt company, which it doesn't seem to be face value. And then b are we getting good market value for it? Because Everton is a business, we need money from shirt sponsorships to fund day to day activities, new transfers, etc. Yeah, I think that's spot on. I think with any potential sponsor, you're going to have potential areas of conflict with various factions of any fan base. Some people might object to the drug drug side of it. And as you said, Alex, this is not like a, even a medical marijuana company. This is purely CBD. And it has been shown to have pretty positive medicinal effects for people who have used it. I've met, I know some people myself, I'm sure many of you do as well. Um, so as far as like, if you, even if you compared it to something like a pharmaceutical company where there's 
painkiller mm-hmm. drugs that are addictive or things like that. I think this is kind of outside of that realm. And to, to provide some context for the scale of the company, it was also rumored and rumored by rumored, I mean, literally said by the CEO that they were trying to get naming rights on Camp New, obviously the Barcelona stadium. So if you're in negotiations with Barcelona on one of the most historic stadiums in world football, I think that speaks volumes as far as like credibility, whether they got very far along in those negotiations, we don't know. Barcelona has denied any kind of conversation. Frankly, based on the the quotes from from Alki David in this article, it's it's pretty hilarious. He said they are just being d blank 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 blank. So fill in the blank for yourself. But and then also uh, he said my brand's not a effing marijuana brand. It's a wellness CBD brand based on health, not based on recreation. So naturally there's going to be concerns about the nature of the companies that these giant sports brands are associating themselves with. But I think this is people may be jumping to conclusions about what the company is before actually looking into it. And maybe the last point of concern is that their logo is red. So seemingly immediate conflict of interest that pops up there. Well, you know, the funny part about it is, you know, when, when Alki David is talking about the fact that they have been in discussions with Everton. He then goes on to say that Everton, the football club themselves, have provided sketches for what uh, the the shirt and the logo could look like, except they had the logo colored blue instead of red, uh, which David then himself said he's not crazy about it, but it looked good enough. Um, I thought that was pretty funny, although I'm not sure, uh, in my opinion, what a blue logo on top of a blue shirt would look like. Nonetheless, I mean... That's Everton for you. Yeah, I mean, the logo is very clearly not trying to hide the fact that it's a uh, cannabis-associated company. It's literally uh, a pot leaf, for lack of a better term. But I think, all things considered, again, compared to an alcohol company or a betting company, a company that is effectively provides medicine to people is is pretty in pretty good standing as far as I'm concerned. And again, it comes back to how much money are they going to pay us? Do we get the best deal from them that we can possibly get? And hopefully we can do that. Um, I'm sure there's multiple other conversations going on within the club about other potential sponsors, but this is like the first concrete one that's broken. And when you have, again, the CEO speaking directly and not denying it, in fact, confirming it and asserting it even, I think it lends a lot of credence to to the possibility. And of course, if they if the deal were to go through, Everton would be the first English club to be sponsored by a quote unquote cannabis company. It'll be interesting. I mean, Everton is a club of firsts, as we know, not always the best first, but hopefully this could be a good first. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I mean, it seems it'd be <laughs> I'm just holding out for the Snoop Dogg endorsement. I want to see him in a blue shirt. I want to see him strolling around. I think that'd be pretty hilarious. <laughs> Let's move on to something maybe a bit more heavy. The announcement from the Premier League uh, yesterday, we're recording on Saturday, that they are very firmly still committed to trying to finish out the season, if at all possible. And with that comes a tentative plan to allow teams to resume training and eventually restart the season behind closed doors at neutral stadiums beginning in June. Alex, run us through some of the details on the Premier League's proposal. So they're kind of calling it Project Restart, right? And this terrible is terrible name. Quote. Terrible name. Let me just say, <laughs> this it's is so a lame. quote. This is a yeah. They think they're like the FBI or something. This <laughs> is the quote 
from the article itself. The league and clubs are considering the first tentative moves forward and will only return to training and playing with government guidance under expert medical advice and after consultation with players and managers. Um, I feel like after consultation with players and managers is probably like BS only because of the fact that like, unless there's a very resounding 95%, like, no, we're not playing, you know, the, the, the league is going to be like, you're going to come out and play this behind closed doors match. Um, it's obviously good to say that they're going to take government guidance and expert medical advice, but we all know, um, you know, the entirety or the, the entire thought is, is based solely around money, more specifically, um, the money via the TV deals, right? So the idea is that they might be playing matches between like eight to 10 neutral stadiums, like home matches are just not a thing. Um, again, this is not guaranteed, but they're trying to. So that, that is the, that is part of the, um, details being floated around. Like we, there wouldn't be home matches and they'd be playing at neutral stadiums. Yeah. And so with that, you know, the other the other stipulations as far as players returning to training, they're going to have to wear masks. There's going to be increased sanitation practices, cleaning the balls off more. Um, allegedly, they're looking at potentially testing every player two times per week. That seems that that's like maybe the most surprising of all of the precautions that are in place that that just like the resources that that would take up. And the reason, of course, they're doing all this is because they have almost three quarters of a billion dollars at stake if they can't finish the season based on the TV broadcast deals. So you think about it from the executive's perspective and even the club's perspective, who in the Premier League, the majority of their revenue comes from the TV TV uh, deals. They, like so many other business owners around the world, around the country, are really concerned about the sustainability of their business and the long-term prospects of, or the ramifications from coronavirus. So while I understand it from that perspective, there's also a lot of potential harm for, you know, players putting themselves back in harm's way. And, and it's worth noting that supposedly this announcement was made, this plan was laid out without any kind of consultation with uh, players and coaches. And so, as you said, Alex, they're probably going to have a limited say, but it, if the backlash from players is severe enough, then that could that could potentially affect things down the line. The other thing that I think is interesting about the way they worded this announcement, um, the specific mention of government guidance seems to be almost like like so many authorities have done throughout this whole coronavirus, this this whole pandemic basically deferring to the next highest authority in every single case. If the government were to say the Premier League cannot play, they cannot finish the season, everything needs to be shut down until August or whatever, then the liability for the for the league and for the clubs would be severely diminished and would likely mean that like legally they may still be able to receive the payments from the deals. But if they voluntarily void the season, then they are obviously like obligated uh, under the contracts that they have, and they would lose out on that money. So it seems like either they're begging for the government to tell them to shut down, or otherwise they're going to do everything in their power to continue to play. Yeah, that's a really good point. And you know, just I know we've talked about it a little bit in previous episodes, and we specifically kind of thought about it from a fan's perspective. But if we were to put on our uh, Richarlison face mask for a second and think like players, Right. Like the players have to be thinking to themselves, you know, why would I want to risk my health, well-being, like the possibility, right, of like the very minute, tiny, minuscule possibility of not being able to ever play 
again if they were to somehow get the coronavirus right and then it very uh permanently affects like their lungs and their throat based right. on like reports we're reading you know you've got to think like a lot of these players are probably thinking like i am not going to risk my career to play behind closed matches over the summer you know what i mean like why would they want to do that and then furthermore um clubs with the players i mean these players are legitimate legitimate assets worth real money on 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 it on a market right so these clubs are probably thinking the same thing like not necessarily like oh richarlison could be throwing away his career because he could contract coronavirus and then get very sick or whatever else um you know they're, they're also thinking like hey i paid you know 40 million pounds for this guy and now he might not be able to play anymore because of this right like we don't want to risk him kind of like the same thought process that players go through when they want to get a transfer and they're trying to force a transfer. So they sit on the bench or they have, you know, this mysterious back pain. Uh, so I think, I think there's not really a whole lot of incentive for, for players wanting to restart either. Yeah. And you see it across the world And this, like, it's, it's interesting how the Premier League serves as like, uh, or the, the parallels between the Premier League and then other businesses where you've got CEOs of multinational corporations who are insistent on keeping open and maintaining business as usual as much as they can. Whereas the frontline workers are like, what the hell are you talking about? I don't want to put myself in danger every single day and potentially have lifelong, uh, lifelong, long lasting health effects from this. And it seems like the same dynamic is kind of maybe about to play out in the Premier League. Of course, the wages are vastly different where you have someone making minimum wage versus 50, 100,000 pounds, euros a week. It's a very different, but the, the the premise is still the same where it's like those on high with all the money at stake want the players to play. And then the people who are really, really at risk are like, I don't know about this. I'm not totally sold. So the, the how vocal the group of players and the players association is over the next coming coming weeks is going to be really interesting to see. And then you also have to think about not just the potential to like contract coronavirus and get sick, but the potential for like long-term other types of injuries because the fact that these players have not been in training for almost two months now, although the most of them have been training at home, that led to the proposal of five substitutes per match for this season, for the remainder of the season. And even that just seems like, you know, a half measure, like it, they're going to need at least several weeks to get fit again, to get back to match fitness. And then furthermore, the integrity of the league itself becomes into question because you're talking about, again, you took this gigantic break. You're going to have these players train again to get back to fitness. And then you're playing in empty neutral stadiums and you've got clubs that are on the brink of relegation that might desperately need that home field advantage for the rest of the games in order to stay up. And it's easy to say when you're, you know, have no threat of going down and you're really just focused on either winning the league. <clears throat> no, uh, not going to mm -hmm. name any names there, but also like the champions league, that's a lot of money, but then you're talking about clubs that may go down and potentially fold because of the combined loss of revenue from being relegated as well as the ramifications from the virus. So there's so, so much at play here. Um, and it just seems like it's, it's a really, tone deaf effort from the league like a lot of their motivation is like oh we want to get sports going again for the morale of the country and that's great for you know we're ones that watch most weeks on our tv so it wouldn't tremendously change our personal experience other than knowing that the game has been affected but for the fans who go to the match every week all of a sudden they're forced to sit at home on the couch and watch the players play in empty stadiums it's just so it's so weird man
Yeah, it just it doesn't make sense other than just the big money at stake. And I mean, I get it. Like this is this will always be the case in a situation like this, right? I mean, the just the the essentially the forces at play being well cash and then for players and clubs and fans and workers, it'll mostly just be their concern for health and well-being. But hopefully, honestly, hopefully the government and the league uh, determine something that's suitable in terms of just health and safety, but also ideally every party can get as much as possible from what they do want. Um, you know, any anything that's a, that's a fair middle ground, but still kind of takes the health and well-being of all the players and and fans and stuff like that into account and and makes it the top priority is in my opinion um preferred of course and i think there's also it's worth considering like it's it's easy to say well let's just void the league and we'll start again next season but then that in itself presents a whole nother series of problems about so do you keep all the players up do you or keep all the um, teams that are still in the league up? Do you what do you do with the teams that are winning in the championship, et cetera, et cetera, all down through the English soccer pier- pyramid? So with that, we're going to wrap things up for today. Um, if you've been paying attention and, and listening to our new series, Player Profiles, we've done Lucas Dean and we've also done Dominic Calvert-Lewin in the last two weeks. We have decided that we are going to do Bernard next and we're going to release that episode next week. So be on the lookout for that. That's going to be really exciting. We've got some good positive feedback on the player profile episodes. Um, so hopefully y'all are enjoying those. If you have other suggestions for players that you'd like us to do in the future, we would absolutely love to hear them on Twitter, Discord, email, etc. And until next time, up the toffees. Thanks for tuning in to the American Toffee Podcast. Come join our Discord community at invite.gg/atp and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at USA Toffee Pod.